Welcome to Friday Night Football Replay, a Ken's 5 podcast about high school football here in the San Antonio area with David Flores. I'm Cameron Songer. Thank you so much for stopping by and joining us. As uh, David, finally, the, the wait is over. The first week of high school football here in Texas is in the books. What are some of the things that stood out to you just right off the bat as we're here and going now? Well, uh, things that really stood out to, uh, is, is just how ready for high school teams, most of these teams are, are, are ready. You know, they had the, the summer. Some of them were, it was a little ragged for some of them, but once they got going, uh, you know, they, they weren't in mid-season, mid-season form, but they were better than what you'd expect. You know, they had the summer strength and conditioning program throughout the summer. And then what was different this year, they had uh, where the coaches could coach them sports-specific uh, drills and all that where they could actually be out there on the field with those with those uh, kids for two hours a week, and that, that really that really showed. And, you know, whenever a season starts, it's it's always a renewal no matter how hot it is. <laughs> Without too much further ado, let's get in and look at uh, some of the results from this first week of games. We'll start with the 6A games. I'll just, I'll just kind of run down sure. through them, and then as uh, we'll, we'll talk about maybe some of the ones that stood out to us. Madison took on Clemens. That was a Clemens win, 28-0. Uh, Corpus Christi Ray was visiting East Central. East Central, 48-10 winner. And Judson was at Clear Springs, which is over in the Houston area, and Judson won. So those three teams in that district, three for three. That was the and that was a successful debut. The thing that stands out there is Rodney Williams. That was his. Uh, he was an offense coordinator for Judson for for uh, for seven seasons, and uh, he got promoted to head coach or interim head coach. And a successful debut, uh, big win, big big win for for the Rockets and for Rodney Williams, of course. Keeping it in District 26, 6A, uh, one of those teams taking on a 5A team, New Braunfels. The Unicorns beat Alamo Heights 31-14. Uh, New Braunfels Canyon did lose to Kyle Lehman, but it was pretty close, 24-21. And San Marcos uh, visited uh, Buda Hayes, 41-13 was the final there. Uh, the uh, the Rattlers falling on the road. And Smithson Valley also had a tough opponent in Midland Lee. Midland Lee won that game 45-21. Yeah, that was tough for, for Smithson Valley. They, they hung as uh, I think at one time it was 28-21, but then it w- w- wound up what 45-21. It kind of got away from them. But uh, you know, Larry Hill will have them. will have them playing. You know, by the time this is their, it's the season opener, they'll by the time they open district, they'll they'll be right in the middle of it as they always are. Perhaps the game of the week though was between uh, 26-6A and 28-6A. Steele versus O'Connor. It went back and forth for a little while, and Steele pulled away 43-31 on in the Saturday night, sort of the the feature game of the week. That was worth the wait though. It sure was. That was the other game in San Antonio on Saturday night. The, the other one, of course, was the uh, hometown showdown between Incarnate Word and, and UTSA. That started at five o'clock at the at the, uh, at the Alamo Dome, and then at, at seven o'clock, uh, it followed where uh, uh, you know uh, Steele and O'Connor. Steele was in control. O'Connor came back, took the lead, uh, but then they were able to pull it out, 43-31, win by two touchdowns. Uh, uh, Wyatt Beagle, who's a junior, who's been starting since he was a freshman, uh, Steele's jun- uh, junior quarterback completed 9 of 19 passes for 252 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and he also rushed for 42 yards. So that's a that's a good win for Steele because I, I believe the last couple of years O'Connor had gotten the best of them. One of the other big games that's always looked forward to in the first week is, is the Gucci Bowl, Churchill versus Clark, and, and Churchill kept their winning streak going against Clark with a 19 to nothing win. And then I think the other really big game in San Antonio this weekend was Brandeis versus Johnson. Brandeis kept the momentum going. They had that deep playoff run last year, and uh, Jordan Battles, man, he was good. 31-25, Brandeis taking down a tough Johnson team. Yeah, the biggest thing I'm sure that Coach David Branscom uh cautioned his players about or even got on them a little bit they had 14 penalties for uh, 121 yards in in penalties but 
whatever you can score uh, 35 or what was it, 31 points, and you can, you have that many penalties. Can you imagine once they clean that up, how good they're going to be? Jordan Battles, we you know we talked about him before in the, in the preseason. He's just a junior. Uh, he's a dual threat quarterback. Uh, he uh, rushed for 113 yards on on 15 carries, uh, th- uh, scored uh, three touchdowns, and he completed seven of 13 passes for 111 yards and one touchdown. They were just uh, uh, and then uh, Corey and Holmes had 19 rushes for 139 yards and one touchdown. So they, uh, Johnson stayed with him, but you never really uh, Cameron got the feeling that Johnson could win that ball game. Uh, they were uh, uh, Brandeis was pretty much in control the whole game. That Brandeis offense has the potential to be really scary yeah. later on in this season. Uh, one of the teams that, that they will face later this year, Taft, got their first win of the year, defeating Lee 41-21 in some other 6A action. MacArthur beat Marshall 23-0. And this was a little bit of a surprise. Reagan against Brennan. Brennan pitched the shutout 17-0. What would you see from the Rattlers? Boy, I tell you what, uh, Brennan is just – the Bears are just tough. They're, 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 they're tough. Uh, any team by Steve, Stephen Bazer is going to play good defense. He's a defensive-oriented oriented coach. They're good. Uh, they're they're uh, they're in that twenty-eight-six-A. You know, with Brandeis and O'Connor, they're going to be right, obviously, right, right in, in, in the thick of it. They, they've got a, a winning championship pedigree there. You know, they're 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 tough. They're tough, and uh, uh, a little disappointed, uh, I'm sure, for disappointing for Reagan. But uh, Travis Stady, their quarterback, did not play. There's uh, questions to what happened. I think in the preseason, somebody uh, somebody told him he didn't work out, and then the coach was not very specific last night. We just said they were giving him a rest, but that's as far as they went. And then, you know, since you're dealing with high school kids, you don't really kind of probe like, well, what is it? Is it a knee? Is it an ankle? So all we know is he was out, and we don't know when he might be back. If you're going to lose, it's better to lose before the district play starts. It's right. it, it counts, but doesn't count as much. Uh, one of the teams in that same district with Reagan in 27-6A, uh, Roosevelt picked up a really impressive win. Southwest is a good team. They are down in 5A now after the last round of realignment. But Roosevelt took care of business 51-14 against Southwest in another game that was also 6A versus 5A South Sand picked up a win against McCollum 21-7. That's a good win for that's a good win for for Ron Kretz over at uh, at South Sand. It's tough cuz they're in that district with uh they're in 27-6A with with the other with the seven northeast schools. That's a tough tough district and uh but boy, you know, you and I talked about Roosevelt. That was the that was the team. That was a surprise team, quote unquote, in that in that in that district or in this area. They were saying, "Hey, they haven't made the playoffs since in 6 years. They were like 12 and or uh, 18 and 42, and during that stretch, but everybody said they've got some athletes. They were in a lot of ball games last year. A bounce here, a bounce there. They might have made the playoffs. They've got good athletes. So look, look at what they did last night. That was a good win for them over Southwest or Friday night. Four more 6A games to look at before we turn the page to 5A, and these are all games involving that uh, North Side District 28-6A. Harlan against Holmes. That was a 5A team beating the 6A team. Harlan looking really good, 42 nothing against Holmes on Saturday night. Jay. Returned the favor with a 42-0 win, although this one was against uh, Laredo LBJ, who came up from uh, over in Laredo. Stevens against Bernie Champion. That was an interesting one as well. A 5A team punching up above their weight a little bit. 41-8, the victory for the Chargers. And then Warren at Del Rio, they took their show on the road and won 28-7. So a pretty good showing, I would say, for District 28-6A in their only round of non-league games. Starting this uh, upcoming week here in Week 2, They'll just go round robin the rest of the way. There's nine yeah. remaining weeks well, now, in the season. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. You, you, you just do the math. There's ten teams, so they've only got one uh, one non-district game. So next week, this week, this week rather, they start playing district uh, district ball. Uh, Harlan, the running back, Ar- Aubrey McDade, went for 190 yards on, on only 20 carries. Folks, that's a 9.5 average. He scored two touchdowns in that, in that 42-0 route. 
of of Holmes. And then uh, need to mention Jay a little bit. Uh, you know, they beat uh, Johnson, Laredo Johnson, Danny Amasquita, their their quarterback, went uh, uh, fifteen of uh, of twenty three, three touchdowns. I mean, uh, yeah, 15 to 23 for 236 yards, three touchdowns, uh, one interception, and he rushed Cameron for 63 yards. So Jay is going to, you know, don't don't sleep on them. Jay's going to be a factor in that 28-6A race. Yeah, when we were previewing that district, we said, okay, Brandeis and O'Connor are 1A and 1B in some form. And then we talked a lot about Warren and Brennan as the next two teams, but – uh, tell you what, it won't take much for one of them to slip up, and Jay could be in that race. Well, I tell you what, and to his credit, Coach uh, uh, Gary Gutierrez, I didn't mean for it to come out that way, but I was interviewing him this summer. I said, "Well, you got the, the top four, and then you've got the, the bottom, t- or the, the second half tier that you, any team could maybe emerge and stuff." And he says, "Hey, well, we don't consider." He kind of bristled a little bit. We don't consider ourselves a second, uh, a second half tier there, bottom half tier. We're going to be in there, and they, they proved it last night. They're going to be good. Let's look now at 5A games. We'll start with one that was a matchup between a 5A team and a TAPS team. We'll talk more about the the private schools later on here. Uh, Seguin visited Antonian, and this Antonian team, wow, 42-21 against a team that was in the playoffs last year in the Seguin Matadors. You know, they've got two FBS uh, uh, players on that on that team, players who have given commitments to FBS schools. Their quarterback, Khalil Warfield, Went 12 of 19 for 202 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Then, Cameron, catch this. He, he, he carried 21 times for 126 yards. I'm not real good at math, but I added that up. It's 328 yards of total offense in a, uh, with a win over a, a quality team. Seguin, Seguin was, is, was on the way up. They're, you know, they're, they might make the playoffs. They made the playoffs last year. So, that big win for Antonio, Coach Van Fushak and the, and the uh, Apaches. In other 5A action, Brackenridge knocked off Somerset 13-0. Burbank defeated Pearsall 20-14. Pleasanton was over Edison 39-14. And how about this score? Miller against Highlands, uh, 79-0. Well, full disclosure here, that's my alma mater, Miller. And uh, I could not believe that score when, when I when I heard it. They have a quarterback down there that's just a junior. He's been starting since he was a freshman year. Since his freshman year, he threw for like 382 yards, 23 of 28 or something like that. And he uh, threw six touchdown passes. So, so poor uh, – uh, a feel for Highlands, uh, you know they they, but they'll they'll come back. It's it's early, it's early in the season, and uh, football kind of like, especially nowadays where they spread the field out. It's kind of like basketball. It's a game of matchups. If you can't match up, you know you can get exposed, and then a team can run away from you. And I think that's what happened to the Owls. But coach uh, coach Willis will have them going by district. Yeah, some of these games, especially early, where teams are still figuring some things out, you're getting some guys, some reps who are getting their first experience at the varsity level, and you're also facing teams that you're not as familiar with. If you're a San Antonio team against the Corpus Christi team, or right. maybe going to Houston or Del Rio or what have you, right? Oh, yeah, the matchups can can look a little weird, and I think you you take some of these games that are a little one-sided here in week one, and you play them again in week eight, it, obviously it wouldn't happen, but I think the games would be a lot closer. Oh, it would be a lot closer. Yeah, if they, they were to meet later in the year, like uh, a Miller Highlands, you know, it would be a lot closer. You never know how it might turn out. It's still early. And at this point also, coaches, and it's almost cliche, but they'll always tell you it's about us. At this point, it's about us. As old Larry Coker, the UTSA coach, used to say, you know, football is mentally is from the neck up, 90% of it. And you've got to really, yeah, you worry, you prepare for the other team. But – it's about you. Let's just worry about us getting better. And that's, especially at this point, non-district, they're worrying about themselves. I worked with a coach for a couple of years, and he would say it's always about how we play, not who we play. Who we play. There you go. And, yeah. and that's always frustrating as the media. You're asking about, hey, can we get a scouting report on the other team? And they said, yeah. nope, it's about, it's about how we play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Memorial was at Bandera in some more 5A action. Bandera won 20-13, and Harlandale against Jefferson. It was a 27-10 win for the Indians of Harlandale. 
Southwest Legacy picking up a, a big first varsity win. That's a big accomplishment. Want to give a, a big shout out to Southwest Legacy. They defeated Lanier twenty-seven to seven in the first game of their second season. That is, yeah, that was a first win for Coach John Tarvin. Big, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll go, it'll go a trophy case. But that game ball, uh, Lanier has got to be a little disappointed. You know, they've they've, they've always played real well. Uh, Coach Don Gatton always has the Vokes, uh, you know, ready to go and stuff, and they'll. They've hit a rough patch, but he'll get them going. They'll they'll be a factor, and they'll move the needle, you know, in that in that district race. A couple more games in five A to look at. Fredericksburg was at Sam Houston, thirty-five uh, twenty-six in a game that was played here in San Antonio. Floresville traveled uh, to Veterans Memorial, and Veterans Memorial looking good. They're also a second-year varsity program, sixty-three twenty-one. So no shortage of offense in that one. Wagner in that same district in the Judson ISD. Wagner, they defeated Laredo United in a road game for the Thunderbirds, 42-7. to Divine knocked off Kennedy, 34-0. And this was a, a really interesting, close game between Dripping Springs and Kerrville-Tyvian. The Dripping Springs Tigers just slipped by uh, 14-13 over the Antlers. Yeah, you know, Kerrville-Tyvian is, it was kind of our quasi-number uh, one team in the sub-6A here in the San Antonio area. They, they lost, close game, but it was to a tough team. Kerrville-Tyvian is really good. Uh, really, really good. I mean, uh, uh, Dripping Springs is good. Uh, word here on, on that Fredericksburg uh, quarterback, Tucker Elliott, went 18 of 26, 278 yards, two touchdowns. He ran for 32 yards and one touchdown in that, in that win over uh, over Sam Houston. And, uh, yeah, that, that's – and then Wagner, we've got to mention old LJ, LJ Butler, fullback last year as a sophomore on a state semifinalist. Of course, this year he's a junior. He went for a buck 46 on only 16 carries. That's a 9.1 average, scored uh, three touchdowns in that 42-7 to route over Laredo United South. Yeah, you gave that quick shout out there to Fredericksburg. We don't talk a lot about 4A. Usually, you're talking about yeah. San Antonio. It's 5A, 6A, 6A, 5A, and, 5A. and then 4 Yeah, they're they're good. And they're, they're part of our area in Fredericksburg. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they had they had a nice win. Uh, two more two more games in the 5A classification. Waco La Vega defeated uh, Medina Valley 28-14, and Southside uh, pitched a shutout on the road in Corpus Christi against Moody, 25 uh, nothing. Yeah, uh, Coach Ricky Locke gets so much out of those kids at Southside. Boy, they, they're they're tough. They they just really play hard. Big win, you know. Uh, uh, Ray isn't very very tough, you know, with all due respect. But they, anytime you can go on a road and you can win a game, take care of business. Because these kids don't travel a lot. That in itself, you know, is a game. You know, it's a contest. Just getting them ready and and, and all that. Get, getting getting them uh, to focus. Big big win. Uh, you know, big win for them. In private school football, we already talked about how the Antonian Apaches picked up a win. Uh, a couple other schools, a couple other districts. Taps D one and Taps D two. This one a, a cross matchup. Taps D one beating Taps D two with uh, San Antonio Central Catholic defeating San Antonio Christian forty two nineteen. Also in Taps D two action, San Antonio Holy Cross went on the road to Austin Hyde Park. They won forty one seventeen. Yeah, big win, big win for Central Catholic. Uh, Mike Santiago, I'm sure, is breathing a little bit easier. The preseason, he said, you know, we're awfully young. If our kids can come along, you know, we, we could we could have a decent team and. Uh, their running back, Gibby Garza, had a, had a good game. 15 rushes for 162 yards. That's a 10.8 average, Cameron. Scored two touchdowns in that, in that 42-19 win over San Antonio Christian. Obviously, the offensive line did something, did something right. I, I will note, the only reason, I mention that because they have two sophomores, at least when I was there in the preseason. They, they had two sophomores starting. They might have another one. Who knows on that offensive line? All right, so that wraps up our discussion of the games this week. And a lot of coaches will tell you the biggest improvement a team will make in a, in a season is from after week one to the start of week two. I think there's a lot of things a lot of coaches will be looking at talking about. You mentioned some penalties for some teams. And I think it's just also getting that youth and an experience and also dealing with the adrenaline that comes with week one. 
you, you get into week two and suddenly you've been there and done that, even for the guys yeah. who have gone through a varsity season. You come back and, and the first, I would say that maybe the first two or three possessions of week one, it just feels different. There's just too much yeah. adrenaline. You're right. That they're they're bouncing off the walls and in that opener, you've got to kind of uh, temper it a little bit. But uh, yeah, they've got to clean stuff up. Once they clean it up, uh, then, then they get going and their their legs will be uh, they'll 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 be on the, they'll they'll have their seat legs. Uh, they'll they'll have their feet on the ground. David Branscom, I noticed on uh, either Twitter or on Facebook the other night, uh, he he mentioned something after they after they beat Johnson. He said, "Hey, we've got to clean up those penalties." But uh, once we do, he's a real proud of the kids. But once we clean up those penalties, uh, we're gonna. We're going to be, uh, we're going to do well, and like I said, they were penalized. My God, they won. They scored 31 points, 131-25. They were penalized 14 times for 128, uh, 21 yards. So kind of uh, got to clean that up. And that's coming from a team that made a deep playoff run and in the 6A level. So they're well-schooled, mm-hmm. uh, disciplined team normally. But week one, weird things can happen. We'll see how things start to shake out in week two. Let's tell you about some of the games we're going to be keeping an eye on. We'll start with the 6A level. MacArthur is at Clemens. East Central takes on Roosevelt. Judson Wagner, 6A against 5A. But, man, that is, that, that is a, a whale of a game uh, for week two. New Braunfels is at Seguin. That's another 6A versus 5A kind of matchup. And you know Seguin will be looking to pick up their first win. You talked about how they lost to Antonian. New Braunfels Canyon is at Georgetown Eastview. San Marcos at Johnson. Pflugerville Hendrickson at Smithson Valley. How about this one? Another chance for Steele to get another signature win as they take on Reagan. Well, Reagan's going to be a little upset. And Steele's going to have to come down to earth you know, after their big win over uh... They scored 43 points last night against O'Connor, so it's going to be interesting to see how you know how how uh, how, how they come out and stuff. But uh, let's see what are the, what are some of the others? Uh, uh, yeah, Mac and Clemens. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Judson Wagner. That's one. Uh, they call that the Hammer Bowl for a reason. But I tell you what, both those teams they really get after each other. Judson beat uh, Wagner last year, 35-28, and it looked like a close game. And credit uh, to uh, Wagner, the Thunderbirds, for coming back, but they were once behind, I think, 35-7, to 7, and so Judson kind of had it in hand. That was their only loss of the regular season last year, you know, uh, for, for Wagner, and then they got beaten in the state semifinals. So those are going to be some good uh, – they're going to be some good ball games. Uh, keeping it in the 6A bracket for games in Week 2, Churchill at uh, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Mm. Lee takes on Brackenridge, a chance for the uh, volunteers to pick up that first win in a while. Uh, against a 5A opponent. Austin Bowie comes to visit Madison. That's been a really strong program these last few years. Harlandale against South Sand. That's a fun one. Also 5A mm-hmm. against 6A. And then uh, Brandeis taking on Stevens to open their district. Yeah, that's district district play. Uh, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. And just looking at some of these matchups, uh, Churchill Veterans Memorial. That's going to be a good one. Churchill's coming off the win over, over Clark and Gucci Bowl. Veterans Memorial uh, went all the way to the quarterfinals last year. They're only like in their fourth year, third varsity season. That's the br- a brand new shiny penny in Corpus Christi. They've got a good program, uh, they're, and they're they're picked to win that district down there. And boy, I can't help but old geezer like me that Lee Brack thing that kind of jumps out at me because that's the game that 56 years ago they call that the game of the century. 55-48. There was not a punt. Brack was a defending state champ, and 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 Lee beat them 55-48 in that ball game. Believe. Live television coverage that night of that playoff game. It was a a, a bi-district game, but anyway. Yeah, that's that's a, a little while ago, a little before the, little, the current time for most of these. Well, tell you how long ago guys. it was. It was a week after President Kennedy was assassinated. So that tells you how long ago that was. Fifty-six years this this year, and that's the history lesson for today. <laughs> <Cameron. laughs> hey, you never know what you're going to get on a Friday night football yeah. replay. Yeah, exactly. Good <laughs> stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, David. Also in twenty-eight-six-A, you talked about that's the uh, the Northside District. 
the other openers, we, we mentioned uh, Stevens Brandeis, Brennan Warren, Clark J., Marshall Taft, and O'Connor Holmes. Brennan Warren, that's an early test. That's, the winner of that one starts to maybe start thinking they have an inside track at a playoff yeah, spot. Yeah, that's a really big one. That's a, that's a big one. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff Robbins over at, over at Warren, he'll have them ready. And of course, we've already know, we already know what uh, – what Brennan can do, so that's going to be a, that's going to be a, a great matchup. Is that on a, is that on Friday night? I wonder. That's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, I don't have that yeah. off the top of my head, but whenever it is, it's going to be a good ball game. Yeah, Brennan riding high after uh, shutting out Reagan in, in week mm-hmm. one, but I think you maybe look at the as the schedule when it's released and you say, okay, well, this is the team that we're probably going to be neck and neck with. I'm not sure as a coach how you feel about playing them in week two, and knowing that that might be the game that ends up deciding your season, and you're yeah. playing it. In the first week of September. Yeah, it's a district opener. District opener. That district isn't for the faint of heart, that's for sure. (laughs) No kidding. Uh, 5A action that we're looking ahead to in week two. Burbank versus Memorial. Kennedy versus Edison. Southside versus Highlands. Jefferson at Southwest Legacy. Lanier at Pleasanton. Antonian going to try to take down another 5A team after defeating uh, Seguin in week one. They'll take on Sam Houston. Uh, our Veterans Memorial, that's the, the one in the Judson ISD, visits Bernie Champion. That should be a really good that game. That jumps out at you. Uh, that jumps out at you because Bernie Champion is, is, is tough, and they're, they're, coming off a, they're coming off a win, right, Bernie Champion? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and so uh, Mendoza, Richard Mendoza will have Veterans Memorial ready. That's going to be – that's a really, really good dist, uh, uh, non-district matchup, Veterans Memorial and, and Bernie Champion. I, that's one you'd like to see. Yeah, Bernie Champion defeated Stevens in Week 1, 41-8. Yeah. Right. Uh, Floresville takes on Harlan McCollum against Lavernia. That's a, a chance for a 4A team to k- get mm-hmm. a shout out here on the podcast. Right. Southwest is at Eagle Pass, so uh, the chance for them to take on a 6A team, but from out of our uh, area, obviously. Laredo United comes to San Antonio. They'll take on Alamo Heights. Kerrville Tyvee at Fredericksburg. That's another Boy. 5A versus 4A, but two really good teams. Yeah, you talk about a hill country tussle there. That's going to be a good one. And Fredericksburg, uh, you know, showed his chops last week in, in beating what's beating Sam Houston. So it's going to it's going to be. And Tyvee's going to want to get back on the saddle after losing that, that close game of Dripping Springs. And the last 5A team in our area, Medina Valley, they'll be on the road at Bernie, not Bernie Champion, regular Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, that, this is 4A Bernie. This yeah. is 4A Bernie. The Greyhounds and and uh, Mena Valley uh, tough loss last week. Lee Crisp that was his uh, co- head coaching debut. Long long time assistant. He had also been there for, for two years under Chris Sosa. Mena Valley was promoted to head coach after Sosa uh, went to uh, to Beville to be the head coach there. That's going to be an interesting ball game. In Taps, San Antonio Christian is at Bandera, and we're we're saving the big one for last. It's the Holy David, Bowl. The Holy Bowl. The Holy yes, Bowl. Central Catholic against Holy Cross, and they play that I believe at Alamo Stadium. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah. I tell you what, that's one that they could. Uh, you you, you kind of want to reach for all those cliches like "loser leave town" or something like <laughs> they do in wrestling. That, that's that's a that's a big that's a rivalry, and you know the holy kind of goes out the window. You know that is a <laughs> that's a unique two Catholic schools. That's kind of like Notre Dame playing Boston College. They're both kind of ironic because they're both uh, uh, Christian schools, Catholic to be specific. They don't like each other. Well, I'll tell you right now, Central Catholic does not like uh, Holy Cross, and also. Central Catholic is kind of viewed as a silk stocking, uh, more established uh, school that's been around, you know, obviously a long time. Holy Cross is on uh, is, is kind of a, you know, the lower rungs of the socioeconomic ladder, and that that all that adds flavor. Uh, and I and I will quote right quick because it is the Holy Holy Bowl. That's always a big a big week. Last year uh, they had all kinds of activities in the week leading up to the game, like 
civic projects, community projects for both teams were working working together and all that and they were, you know, this stuff. I talked to Carlos Rico, the former Central Catholic coach. He said, hey, listen, listen. He said, we coached a bunch of those games. I told these guys, you know, all this kumbaya stuff is going to go out the window. He says, that, when they meet on the field, it's out the window, baby, all that stuff. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a horse on a horse, you know, flesh on flesh. It's going to be. That's gonna be a good ball game. That's a Saturday game, I believe. Just, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was last year. Uh, last year, Holy Cross squeezed out a close win. I want to say it's by one point or two points, something like that. So Central's got a, got a lot to play for. Well, I'll tell you what. If it is a Saturday game again this year, the uh, there are plenty of good college football games this upcoming week as well. Texas A and M and Texas both have big games. Yeah. But uh, San Antonio football fans will want to keep an eye on. They want They have very stadium. loyal fan bases. They'll they'll their their fans will be there. You know. We'll have plenty more from that game and the rest of the action in Week 2 in our next episode of Friday Night Football Replay. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and be sure to rate and review. Give us five stars. It really helps. We really appreciate it as we continue to grow uh, the Ken's 5 Podcast Network. That's all the time we have for now. For David Flores, I'm Cameron Songer. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. See you next time.